Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SIDERETIREDPOD in all capitals for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including postseason baseball, the NFL, and NHL. Yes, this means we're officially taking you out to the ballgame. Now time to cue the intro music and for today's episode of Side Retired Podcast. Well, I wish we were doing an NLCS episode talking about the New York Mets. Instead, we are not, and we're going to be talking about the Mets' arch rival, the Philadelphia Phillies. So we figured it's time to get a Philadelphia Phillies expert on with us today. Diehard Philadelphia Phillies fan, Georgetown University guy as well. Eamon Walsh, here to talk a lot of Phillies baseball with us. Eamon, how are you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? Well, I wish we were still in the playoffs, but (laughs) I guess things are still doing great. So obviously... Eamon's going to give us the full Philadelphia Phillies perspective on the NLCS versus the Padres, maybe some Atlanta Braves NLDS. If you haven't checked out our episode with Padres, I think he's a reporter for the Padres, Javier. We did that last week where he talked about the NLDS against the Dodgers and the Padres, so make sure to check that episode as well. But Eamon, let's just start with an overall general. Your feeling on the Phillies. Game three is later today. Split in San Diego. Now you're coming home to Philadelphia for the next three confidence level in this team to get the job done well I think it was a lot higher after game one than it was after game two but you know when they've played at home in Philadelphia they've looked almost almost unbeatable um the the I mean I'm sure there's a lot of diehard San Diego Padres fans out there but Padres fans at a playoff home game looks like Phillies fans at like a dollar dog (laughs) night um it's it's just a different breed when when they're in when they're in the bank um playing in front of those fans um it's you know i'm the the pitching lineups are are it's a tough one you know it's tough to lose a game that nola starts when you're up four um to blow that lead and and go back home but i mean at the same time you're happy with the split in san diego so it's 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 going to be a a tough one for the bullpen the next few games. You know you've got you got Ranger Suarez starting today, who's looked good at times, but oftentimes can have trouble with his pitch count. Um, going up against Musgrove, who's who's looked fantastic this postseason, no matter what Dylan says about his ears. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a tight series. Um. But I think that this game three is going to tell us a lot about the direction that the rest of the series is going to go just solely because it's in Philadelphia. Um, and the next three games are, and if the Phillies win out here, they win the series. So um, it's, I, if, if you're asking me about my confidence level, I still, I still really believe in this team. A lot of times it can feel like a, a team of destiny kind of vibe around them. And then I know since probably March and April, the phrase you've been muttering to me 24-7 is ball go boom. And the (laughs) Phillies lineup is definitely proving that that is indeed true. They're clicking. It's obviously Bryce Harper's the main guy, but Reese Hoskins is hitting. Gene Segura is hitting. What do you think about this Phillies lineup from top to bottom? And it seems like everyone at any given point could sort of, as the phrase goes, ball go boom, hit a home run. 
Yeah, I mean, Schwarber looked so cold for the entire Braves series. And, you know, in, in game one and the, the Cardinals series, mm-hmm. and in game one, he steps up and hits a 488-foot <laughs> home run, which is ridiculous. I mean, you've probably seen the the gif of Bryce Harper, like, standing with his <laughs> mouth open into the dugout, um, and Gene Segura bringing him back to reality. Um but yeah, no, when this offense clicks, like they've had two six inning runs, six run innings this postseason. No other team has had one mm-hmm. more than four. Um, although I think the Padres might have had one the other night. Uh, but uh when when this lineup clicks, it's it's pretty special. But what's really special about what the Phillies are doing is that sometimes in these games they're dinking and diming their way. You know, at the beginning of game two, before they blew the lead, they, you know, had got the lead on a bunch of like singles and slowly hit balls. You know, it wasn't just a bunch of bombs. Um, and they did that against the the Cardinals in in that game uh, that that was the clincher. Um, and they did it against the Braves, too. Like, I mean, Philly fans were kind of mad when Bryce Harper came up showing bunt. Um, but you know, it's it's. I think it's also a reflection of the manager, right? You know, you've got a manager who came in right before the postseason, got the interim tag removed, and and Rob Thompson, and Toppers, he's been managing his butt off. Like during that game one, you know, you see Wheeler get pulled, and people start to get nervous, and then Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in and just shuts it down, and he looks he looks like a good reliever tandem with Alvarado as anyone in baseball right now because. As Alvarado likes to stri- say, strike one, strike two, good luck when you're trying to hit <laughs> 101 sinking. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's uh, the lineup is definitely on the offensive side is definitely really great. And they've got some versatility versus left handers and right handers. You know, when they're facing a lefty, they plug in Edmundo Sosa at third um, for Bohm, and you plug in Matt Beerling at center for Marsh. Or sorry, Sosa Sosa short for um, Stott, mm-hmm. and then Veerling in center for Marsh, um, and you know that also at least that's not huge like defensive downgrades at either of those positions. Um, and if you're playing a right-hander, you have the option of going to a steadier defensive lineup if you put Veerling in for Schwarber, Cassianos, mm-hmm. and you put in Sosa for Bohm. Um, but you know, I think. Uh, the 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 fear is that the Phillies bats you know go cold. I mean Harper is batting like I think he's batting like over four ten in the postseason right now, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to see that as sustainable. And so you hope that someone comes in and picks up a little bit of the slack. And then so you obviously just mentioned Rob Thompson. That's a huge storyline for the Phillies, and that Joe Girardi fired i think it was was it end of april early may it was pretty early on in the season yeah i think it was around june 1st because they Mm -hmm. were 22 and 29 yeah right around when he got fired and you know when that happened i thought they still might have a chance but Mm -hmm. nothing like this (laughs) that's the other thing about about this run is that (laughs) i just it feels like it shouldn't be happening Mm -hmm. um like the phillies I, I've been a Phillies fan since since I was in first grade. In those first couple of years, I was a fan. 
you know, back-to-back World Series appearances. <laughs> and then in 2010, you get the Roy Halladay um, playoff no-hitter, mm-hmm. and you get another trip to the NLCS. And in 2011, and the NLDS, you know, Ryan Howard tears his Achilles on the last play of the game, and it's all downhill from there. You know, mm-hmm. you're trading Utley, you're trading Rollins. Um, Halliday's career essentially is over. Um, and they haven't been back in the playoffs since, let alone the NLCS. <laughs> I mean, the last time they are in the NLCS, I was nine years old (laughs) and i'm a college junior now um so it's it's really special to see what what thompson's been able to do with this team and he clearly has everyone in the locker room behind him and i don't think there was a single time you could say that about joe girardi and if you ask when they ask the guys about this you know they're all saying he lets us be ourselves he lets us like do what we want um but he's also very like even keeled and calm which i think and definitely doesn't have a big personality and i think part of that is because you know this is his first managerial position since he was managing the yankees a ball team in Mm -hmm. 1995 um you know he's been a bench coach a third base coach with the yankees he's the bench coach on girardi in philadelphia as well um but i think he really is treasuring this this opportunity that he is doesn't usually get to have so a fun thing we like to ask everyone we're going to exclude bryce harper because i think that's the obvious answer but maybe it's not but your favorite player on the team and i know in philly there's a love-hate relationship just like with new york and that if a player who's amazing goes 0 for 4 all of a sudden he's booed like we did with aaron judge like the roller coaster of emotions has happened with alec bohm with you guys going from hated and muttering the phrase in April when he made three consecutive errors against the Mets till reversing it. I think you made after you won the NLDS, he said like, I love it here sort of thing. So your favorite player on the Phillies. And then is it true? The fickleness of Philly fans, just like New York fans. Well, I'll start with the fickleness because that's, (laughs) that's definitely there. But I mean, I think one of the things that people really don't get about Philly sports fans, and this is what makes Bryce Harper so great for the city because he gets this. He, he understands that if you work hard and Mm -hmm. you own up to your mistakes, they, they love you. Like that's all they ask for. And that's why when Boom gets caught saying, I hate this place, um, (laughs) you know, Bryce and I th- I think at that point it was still Girardi. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think Reese Hoskins was there. They but specifically the players, they went up to him and talked to him about it immediately after the game and talked him through what he was had to say to the press and explained he said, you know, I got caught up in my emotions. I did say it, it's my fault, and I I'm apologize. And you know, the next day, instead of getting booed, he gets a standing ovation from mm-hmm. the crowd because they just want they just want you to take accountability. And they want you to work hard and they want, you know, they want results, but, you know, above everything else, you, you still want them to like, it's a, it's a blue collar city, right? They're, they're, everyone there is working for everything they've got. Um, but uh, as, as for my favorite player, I mean, there's some guys on the team that are just like becoming like cult heroes. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Brandon Marsh is, is definitely up there he's he's fantastic with his like hair that's somehow always wet um (laughs) and 
his, you know, full beard that makes him look like an old man. And you forget he's only 24 (laughs) years old and is like two years removed from being the Angels' top prospect. Um, And, you know, uh, like a sort of like utility role player who hasn't been on the roster since the wildcard series and and Nick Maton, Mm -hmm. who refers to himself as Wolfie (laughs) or Teen Wolf. Um, and we'll run around the locker room like howling. Um, <laughs> he he's definitely uh, a favorite of mine. But you know, I think like if if I had to pick a favorite player on the team right now, that's I mean that's a really tough question. But I always always have loved um, even before he was on the Phillies, Gene Segura. I mean, he's a guy. You know, before he came to Philly, some people like questioned his locker room presence skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's come here and he's clearly mentoring the young guys. Like he's helping out with the development of especially Bryson Stott mm-hmm. um, and Alec Bohm. Um, And that's so huge. I love the picture after the, the Reese bat slam home run, he jumped off the railing of the dugout and there's a picture, excuse me, there's a picture of him where he's like seven feet in the air because <laughs> he jumped as high as he could off the rail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, you know, he wants to, he wants it so bad. I mean, when the playoffs started, he was the longest tenured MLB player without a playoff appearance. And mm-hmm. now he's making this run with this team. Um, and so I, I, I love that for him. I mean, obviously I love Bryce and I, it's really cool for me to see Reese Aaron and um, Zach Eflin mm-hmm. get this, get this opportunity after, I mean, they're the three longest tenured players on the team. Um, it's, it's awesome to see them be able to do this. Um so I mean that's not one answer, but uh, it's it's just cool to see this team as a whole doing well mm. after every all the adversity they battled all year with the injuries too. And I think we do have to ask the Reese Hoskins bat flip is the thing that every Phillies fan probably if they haven't changed their phone lock screen or anything like that to that moment that's definitely unless obviously if you raise a World Series trophy, but this seems like that's going to be the moment everyone remembers ten years from now from this twenty twenty two season. I know you're currently halfway across the globe right now, but when you were watching this, or if you were even watching this, your instant reaction, the story of what the heck just happened, Reese okay, Hoskins. Let's, let's yeah. pause there because if I was even watching this, of course I was watching this. I've watched every <laughs> game this postseason. Um, oh no, I mean, I was I was screaming. <laughs> like I was I was yelling at the TV. Um it was so hype i mean especially it's coming against spencer strider mm-hmm. you know like just knocking him out of the game um it was so exciting um and uh i mean <laughs> to me the in the last you know 25 years of philly's history the most it's up there of some of the most iconic plays like the chase utley pump fake mm-hmm. in the 08 world series against the rays and the Bryce Harper um, moonshot against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a regular season game, even to begin with. And then the Halliday no hitter, um, and perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's definitely up there. Um, but as for the playoff moments of this run, that's like the defining, yeah, the final moment. That one, and then the <laughs> the Cassiano's catch in Atlanta, <laughs> where he just sort of lay on his back for a second after. <laughs> actually making a defensive play um 
but yeah, that that Hoskins, and then the fact that it was immediately followed up by a Harper home run. I mean, mm-hmm. they scored five runs on five, cons- or four runs on five consecutive pitches. They mm-hmm. got five consecutive hits. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that never happens. So that was <laughs> especially against Spencer Strider, and then I think they brought in Dylan Lee. Mm-hmm. I think was the reliever. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Especially since Spencer Strider, I think it was in end of September, said, oh, what's happening in the regular season is fun, but let's see what happens in October. And old Spencer, we saw exactly what happened yeah. in October against Oh, you, yeah. Bud. And then uh, <laughs> Snedeker, like, he comes out and calls Philadelphia a so-called hostile environment, and the Philly fans are <laughs> okay, okay, Brian. Just giving um, ammunition there. <laughs> but, yeah. Awesome. Well, I guess we do have to ask you this final question of predictions series i assume you're gonna go phillies but if you want to go how many games and then you're gonna say your mvp slash if you think there's gonna be a clutch moment at some point in the next upcoming days your thoughts and predictions on phillies versus padres currently tied up one to one well i think it's it's gonna be one of two things it's either gonna be phillies and five like they Mm -hmm. just come into philadelphia and take care of business or it's gonna be phillies and seven Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those two things um, because, I mean, the the home field advantage is so huge in, in Philadelphia. But then if you, if you can't get it done there, you get back Wheeler and mm-hmm. Nola. Um, and I think that's, that's such a huge bonus. And the Phillies already took it to um, Darvish. Like they've seen yeah. him. They've hit him well. Um so I think that's that's my prediction. And as for um I mean it's hard to go against Harper for an MVP. <laughs> um, but I think if it's anyone besides him, it's gonna be Kyle Schwarber. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's got a ton of playoff experience, he's won a World Series. Um he's he's got that locker room presence that's really important. But I mean, he also, as we saw game one. I mean, he's got a lot of pop in that bat. I mean, that yeah. was that was a, a slider, I think, that he had uh-huh. 488 feet. Like, it's the longest <laughs> home run in the history of Petco Park. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it, – it literally would have gone out of Yankee Stadium twice yeah. to right field, <laughs> that, which is ridiculous, and Yankee Stadium sucks. But, um, yeah, I think if, if anyone, it's one of those two guys. I like it. Well, obviously, Eamon should be back with us either celebrating a World Series trophy at some point or an unfortunate, and we've been calling them for each team, the funeral episode. So hopefully we don't have to do a Phillies funeral episode at some point, but definitely appreciate all the fun, all the laughs, and all of the insight you gave us so far today. Well, unless there's anything else you want to throw in here. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess the, the last thing I just want to say is that no matter what happens, Phillies fans should be happy. This is not something anybody saw coming. You know, Mm -hmm. you're coming out of vision with 201 win teams. (laughs) You got to play the NL Central Division champions in the wild card Mm -hmm. and you get through like that's so huge. In a a year, you start 22 and 29. You fire your manager. Your MVP has to DH the whole year because he had (laughs) two major injuries. Like that's not something anyone could have ever seen coming. So I think it's pretty pretty dang special and no matter what they'll be back next year mm-hmm. so um yeah yeah i think so i think most of all it's important to just appreciate what's happening 
and uh, enjoy the ride because <laughs> as Philly fans well know, we don't know how long it's going to be <laughs> what happens again. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's my final thought. Sounds good. Everyone always loves the underdog story. Philly's sneaking in as the sixth seed, doing business against the NL Central champs, the 100-win Atlanta Braves, and now looking to take on the San Diego Padres, who also technically an underdog, defeated that 111, I think, win, Los Angeles Dodgers. So nice and fun in the National League versus in the American League. We have a stereotypical Astros versus Yankees. As we always do. But of course, Astros up 2 nothing at the time we're recording this. Steve, if you want to give a quick prediction there, Astros rolling over four, five games. Uh, I'm going to say Stros and six. I think Yankees right. put up a fight. Um, but I mean, the fact, I mean, Jordan Alvarez is carrying that team. He's getting yeah. no support. Mm-hmm. Um, Altuve has the longest hitless streak to start a postseason <laughs> in history right now. Um, so, but I mean, their pitching looks really good, really mm-hmm. good. It's hard. It's hard to see, see that changing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Stros and six. <laughs> Stros and six. Stros so Phillies World us, Series. <laughs> uh, that gives us a 1980 NLCS rematch. I like back it. When the Astros were in the National League. I know Yankee fans are complaining. Why couldn't you just kept the Astros in the National League? Well, then it wouldn't have been as fun because they weren't that relevant in the National League. But. Fun times ahead. Phillies, keep, make sure to keep watching. Eamon, thank you so much for joining us today. You will for sure be back if when the Phillies either win the World Series or are eliminated in the future. I hope it's the former, in your case, Mets fan, maybe the latter. But <laughs> we'll see. So until the next time, the side is retired.